This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the MVSP episode seven. Today, we got a lot to get into. I'm joined, of course, by my colleague, friend, brother from another mother, whatever you want to call it. Joe is here, as well as our new guest, Adam, is here. Welcome Adam. to the show, Adam. Hello. Well, Adam. We are so glad to have Adam on the show. And if you want to be a guest, you know what to do. Go follow us on Twitter at the MVSP. Send us a message, and you could be the next guest. So let's go right into our Ferris Sports Report. Joe, what do you got? Um, not too much on the schedule today with the losses of the men's and women's basketball teams. We're still trying to get updates on whether they'll be able to make a bid for the NCAA tournament run, um, but it just kind of depends on how the GLIAC tournaments go and just how maybe people who are kind of even with them in the seedings, if they win or lose, but we'll keep you guys updated on that. But men's and women's tennis is down in Tampa, Florida uh, for the remainder of this week for the Saddlebrook Spring Invite. You can get scores on that on the Ferris website. And men's and women's tennis, they're also down in Florida for the remainder of spring break. They're playing against Lynn University, Rollins, St. Leo, Eckerd, and Purdue Northwest. They have a full slate Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they wrap up the week on Sunday at Davenport, play to MVP Sportsplex. That's going to be a pretty pretty busy week for them. Hopefully they can get a lot of wins, uh, get a good uh, streak going throughout the week so they can come back fr- from the break hot and ready to go. But that's really about it for Ferris so far today. Not too much going on, uh, kind of winding down for spring break. But if we want to head into the college matchups that we're going to be predicting today, number 10 Louisville Cardinals are taking on the t- number 22 Virginia Cavaliers. I'm pretty excited for this game, Brandon. Adam, what do you guys think? Yeah, it should be super exciting. Both of these teams are ranked. I mean, we saw the weird bracket where Virginia was a 10 seed last time we talked about that on the show, and that was a little low. I mean, Louisville's played fantastic for parts of the year. They've been up and down as of late, but Virginia has clawed their way back, so this should be a pretty good matchup overall. (coughs) College basketball is just a mess this year. I feel like oh. anybody could come out and win these. Like, I'm not, like, last year, obviously, Duke was like, oh, we got to beat Duke. But, like, who's that team this year? Yeah, I there, we 100% said, Yeah, we agree. said that last episode. Like, there's not a team like, that's, who, like. Gonzaga? No. They're never, no. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. That's a great point because we've seen it all year. Teams, no one is considered unbeatable. There's no primetime Duke team with. Zion and Barrett, which like the like the Fab Five, yeah, like that the Fab Five that Michigan had, like yeah, that, or that's that, what that's what Duke was was that iconic team that had four or five freshmen who yeah, and that team almost lost to UCF. They were one bucket away from losing that game too. They ended up losing to Michigan State, but yeah, but it's crazy. Louisville's got the edge in this one by the ESPN matchup predictor, fifty six percent to forty three. I I agree with it's got to be closer. Virginia, I don't know because. Yeah, I'd say that because Virginia, they've won their last five against some pretty good teams. I mean, Duke, well, Duke's like the only good team, but they ended up getting a win out of that one. While Louisville, they've lost to Clemson and FSU in their last five. I th- I think Virginia has to have a little bit better of a chance in this game, especially especially with how they're on a hot streak of winning five straight for the last five. So. Yeah, and this is also in Charlottesville, and that's obviously going to give Virginia a little bit of an advantage because Louisville's played – 
they've played good at home. They've been dominant at home, really. But some games they've been up and down. But on the road, it's been a different story. Just like you said, they lost at Florida State, at Clemson. These these teams aren't prime teams. They're not the teams that you're going up against now, like Virginia. And I believe they have um, another good team at the end of the year in the in the ACC. But for Louisville, they can put the ball in the hole. They're going to be okay. But they're not going to score their normal average. They need to know that coming in. They're not going to score 72 against Virginia. It's not going to happen because Virginia is such a stout defensive team. They only, they've been doing this well. Do you know what their average for points per game is? Tell me. 52. They've been winning that many games, scoring 52 to 54 points. And why? Because Virginia? Yeah, because they allow 50. They go into games knowing they're not going to score that much. But if we hold the other teams to less scoring, they're going to win. And that's what they've shown us in tournament games. Their it's defense gonna, is going to be takes it's going to be tough though because Louisville they're averaging seventy four. So I mean right. that's that's what I'm saying. Like if Louisville can get the ball like moving around, they're starting to make shots. They're going to be in pretty good shape. But they got to find that groove first. Yeah, especially it's, against that. It's Virginia most likely going to come down to my mentality because I mean Virginia they're on a seven game win streak at home. Louisville they're only won one of their. I mean, they beat Virginia Tech, so I don't know if they're going to be able to have the momentum to come into Virginia, be able to prove better for this Virginia team that, like you said, has good defense. Just a very tough situation for them to go into. Yeah, I mean, I, from what I learned last year, Virginia's kind of like watching the Spurs. They were just kind of really boring, and I really haven't heard anything of them this year. I've heard a lot about Louisville. Who's, who's the one guy that's up for the Wooden Award or whatever they got? Uh, the Jordan Nwora. That one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard a lot about <laughs> him. Um, I mean, I honestly haven't watched much Virginia this year. I haven't heard anything, which makes me surprised that they're doing as well as they are. But, you know, key to championships is a good defense, so. Yeah, it 100%. Like, that's what's taken Virginia to big games to the, to the national championship and winning it. Was their defense, um, was that last year? No. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, they won Why do last I think year. it was? I'm I'm still over that game against Villanova for Michigan, but I feel like that was last year for some reason. But yeah, Jordan Noir has been great for Louisville. He's been a very key part of that. He's averaging 18 points a game, seven rebounds. He shot 40 percent from three, 81 from the line. He's been getting it done. He's their dynamic guy. They got a guy like Dwayne Sutton. That's kind of the 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 gritty guy. That's gonna get you the rebounds. They're overall a really good team. And it's going to be very interesting to see because both of these teams are just so opposite. Louisville looks for high-scoring games, and Virginia obviously does not, averaging defense, 50 points. defense center team. Yeah, yeah. so it, this should be a really fun game. This should be exciting. I'm very excited for this one. Coming up now is probably the biggest rival in college basketball, in-state rivalry, rivalry, rivalry. Uh, North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the number 12-ranked Duke Blue Devils. ESPN doesn't really have any faith in North Carolina right now. Duke has a 94% chance to take home oh the win. Oh, my good. Are you yeah. I think, serious? I think that's a, that's a bold. Uh, that's. I got to agree. That's wow. that's excessive, I think. That is. I, I, think it, I thought they'd have like a 30% chance or dude, something. Because the last game they played, didn't they like go to, down to the wire? It was pretty darn close. Like, that's insane. I Okay. North Carolina's not been great this year. We can all agree with that. They've yes. not they've not been up to their 98, potential. 96 was their last game. 
Yeah, and that was the buzzer beater by Tyus Jones. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. That's crazy. I know they've Especially been... Especially because it's a rivalry game. Yes. People get like... Absolutely. Completely changes. you got to disregard the record at that point. Absolutely. It's a huge it, game. Uh, wow. I can't believe... Man, I, I'm just... I can't... I don't know what to say. After. I think... That's, I think That's bonkers. I think it's a bold... Pre- I think North Carolina is going to be able to etch out the win in this one. Really? Because although they're going to Durham and they're going to Cameron... They're on a three-game win streak. Duke only beat has lost to Wake Forest. They lost to Virginia. Their last, latest win was against NC State. It was their last game. I think North Carolina, with that chip on their shoulder, of they lost to them last time at North Carolina. They're going to come to Cameron and they're going to be able to put up a strong fight. And I think that they're going to be able to take it, take it to them. Yeah, I'm. I'm not dis. I'm not. When I said really, I'm not saying like that's that's a that's not a bad pick. And if North Carolina is going to beat Duke. This is the it's, game to beat them. They're on a roll It's going right to come now. down to the, how Cole... Cole Anthony? Yeah, Cole Anthony. Yeah. If if he's going to be able to not lead the Tar Heels, but be able to put in a performance that's going to match Tyus Jones and those guys too. So Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a competitive game. 94%, that is absolutely crazy. I feel like that should they should definitely check the numbers again for that. That's crazy. But for Duke... Vernon uh, Vernon Carey, he's kind of stepped up a little bit. He's their big guy. But Trey Jones, Cassius Stanley, Matthew Hurt, Wendell Moore, those they've been their core guys for the most part of the season. But those guys are very dynamic. I mean, they got guys like Alex O'Connell as well on the bench. And um, Jack White has not played very much. He was kind of their key guy that filled in the five spot last year. But now everyone's kind of – all the young guys are stepping up and taking the starting spot. So it should be very interesting. I mean, they can score the basketball. Defensively has kind of been the, the, the question mark. Because, I mean, obviously last time these two played, Joe, you brought up the score was 98-96. That's, that's a crazy score for one. But you, you just wonder how North Carolina is going to respond, especially in this big of a game. Because North Carolina's played well the last three games. But – the teams they played, they're not like, they're not they're not Duke-esque teams, per se. But Definitely, yeah. it's still possible. I'm I'm not saying I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my pick on Duke, but if North Carolina can beat Duke, now's the time. They're on a roll. They're hot, and this is the time to do it. And boy, if they beat them in Cameron, we're gonna have to start really thinking about these brackets, man. I mean, it, it's crazy. I'm excited. I'm excited for what's this, what's gonna be in store, but. Coming up now, it's the last couple of games of the Big Ten regular season. Michigan Wolverines are going to be taking on the Maryland Terrapins. It's a pretty vital game for Michigan, I would say, right now. Pretty vital game for Michigan State, too. Definitely. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little worried, just a little bit. I mean, in, I, I'm just I'm Michigan. Not, Mich- I'm still caught up on the Wisconsin game. I'm still caught up on the Wisconsin they both, game. They both lost their last two. Yeah, turf fair. Free they're, fall they're, right now. They're, they're both pretty evenly matched when you look at the score sheet and the stats. I mean, they both score near 70 points per game. Uh, they have near 50% average for field goals and stuff like that. But when you look at what ESPN's giving Maryland, it's a 67% chance. Whoa. I mean, to be fair, Maryland's playing for something in that game. If they don't win that, they probably lose out on the Big Ten regular chance. That is true. That is true. That yeah. is a great point. What is point. Michigan playing for at this point? And uh, we still got a little bit to play for, you know. Well, we're trying we're to playing, get in the top we're playing half. Playing for the boys, <laughs> playing for our we're fans. We're playing for the top half of the I, division. 
I think Maryland's going to be able to. I want Michigan to win, but I think Maryland's going to be taking it away. Yeah. I don't know. Mainly because, like you said, they have that. They're playing, they, for, they're, they're playing for the regular season championship. I just. I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. So, shoulder. I can't talk today. No, I don't you're know good. why. <laughs> good. They're going to have a chip on their shoulder, especially since they had their first home loss against MSU. They're going to want to have redemption. And losing at Rutgers, too. Rutgers. I think, Welcome I think, to the Big Ten, Rutgers. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they, think, them at the rack this year has been absolutely astonishing. So, I think all the odds are stacking up against Michigan. Like Maryland, I think, is going to be able to – has a lot more to play for, and they just have – I don't want to say Michigan's out of it, but I think Maryland's going to be able to take it. Oh, I, yeah, like mm. you that's not I want, I'm not saying Michigan's like has no chance, but I feel like Maryland is just in a better position to win this game rather than Michigan. Yeah, and we're Michigan fans. We under, we know the dynamic of this team and we know what they can bring, but being at the Xfinity Center, that's a little bit scary cuz Maryland's been one of the top teams in the country at home. We're undefeated until the Spartans took them down, but you just kind of want to see what Michigan can do in this type of a game because this could be, I mean, they're not going for the conference per no. se, but this is a big game. This this game right here could really help them, especially how close this Big Ten conference is. I mean, right now, Michigan is currently ranked ninth, and the two teams that are ahead of them, Rutgers is 10-9, and nine, and Indiana's also behind them at nine and ten. They could over, they could overtake Rutgers, because it. I just this could be where we could just possibly. There's just so many possible outcomes. Yeah, for, that you have to win. And the biggest thing is, if they overtake Rutgers, they're an eight spot. Eight to nine means one last game. That could be huge. Now, are they gonna have to play a tougher team? Obviously, yeah. But what? What? It, one last game could be what we need, I guess. More, more like dissection of film, more practice. I don't know what the problem is with Michigan. They just kind of just seem like they just. Eh. I mean, we both teams have lost their last two. I mean, we've we lost that game against Wisconsin, and then that dreadful game against the Buckeyes. I don't want to talk about, but. Maryland's been the better defensive team. It's obvious. Michigan, we've been we we haven't been a great offensive team. We've been okay. Our defense has improved, I think for sure. But I don't, obviously it's not as good as we were at Atlantis. That Atlantis team was probably a, top, a Final Four team. I don't know what happened to that team, but Maryland has not shot the ball incredibly well in games. Their defense has kept them in it. So if if Michigan can find a way to put the ball in the hole, we got a really good game talking. It's going to be tough because Michigan doesn't have a Xavier Tillman. They have John Teske. He's the softest seven-footer I've ever seen. John, uh, yeah. I, I Unbelievable. Voiced, I voiced my displeasures about John Teske on the show. I wish Austin Davis would play more, but I'm not Juwan Howard. I'm not a, a assistant coach. We're not getting paid millions to yeah. millions to coach the team. Yeah, so, so I'll take millions to coach a team. I'm just not getting paid that currently. I'll take like $100 <laughs> to We'd coach We'd all take team. that. We'd all take that, you know. But. They're just gonna get another plane crash. You have to p- play in their practice jerseys and somehow make it to the final four. Hey, you know, that's kind of our mo though. Is we'll, we'll be the blue chip team that goes and wins the Big Ten tournament because yes, we just plan by Beeline getting into a plane crash. 
straight coaching. Okay. Oh what? my gosh! Adam. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I don't know we'll, what to we'll say. Tra- after we'll that. transition. Yeah, let's we're move gonna, on now. We're gonna head over to East Lansing, Michigan State Spartans take on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yes, go green. Oh, oh! So we got a go green fan. That's where oh, it yeah. came from. That's, oh, I get it now. No, I'm rooting for that, Ohio. No, I'm just kidding. I can't do that. That's I, I can't root for Ohio State. No way. Go, 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 Spartans! In this case, They're man, good so day. hot right now. MSU has a 73 percent chance to win the game right now. Should be higher. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, Xavier, Xavier Thomas is going to get a triple-double every night. Michigan I'm State, right. three Probably. wins against tough teams in the Big Ten so far. Yep. Iowa, Maryland, Penn State. I mean, yep. Ohio State, they beat Maryland and Michigan in their last two of their last three, but I, Michigan State, especially at the Breslin, I feel like there's no competition here. It is a travesty that Xavier Tillman is not up for Defensive Player of the Year. Absolutely. He shut down Luca Garza. He shut down the kid from Penn State. Man, the man's playing out of his mind right now, mm-hmm. and he's not in any Mans of these is conversations hot right now. Yeah, man's is hot. Hot take: I think he's better than Caleb Wesson. Dead serious. Caleb Wesson is a big physical threat for Ohio State, but he's not as dynamic as Tillman is. He's not as athletic as Tillman is, and I mean Tillman has the shooting questions, which Wesson's obviously better at. But who would you want to have a team more based around, Caleb Wesson or Xavier Tillman? Xavier Tillman, obviously. You have Xavier Tillman. You have a lot more options, and you have a lot more athleticism. He's so much more versatile. Mm-hmm. I saw but. a stat on Twitter from uh, Chris Castellani that uh, uh, Tillman in that game against Penn State had four offensive rebounds. Teske's got three all year. <laughs> <laughs> that That's... I, he's got three offensive rebounds all year. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, that's what I yeah, saw. Yeah, dude, he's not been a physical threat rebounding the ball this oh year. Oh my gosh! That's why Dave, why I like Davis better because he actually like cleans out the Tries. paint on rebounds. Well, I mean, he's trying. Yeah. Teske's not that strong. He doesn't look strong. At least I don't know what it is. I think he needs to get in the weight room a little bit more. But okay. I'm not John. I'm not John. Te- he might be in there two <coughs> times a day. We don't know. I mean, I'm sure the guy's getting better, but it's, yeah. what we're seeing is we. We'd like to see more te- rebounds from John Teske. He's no Zach Hankins. That's been said. I don't know if he's Zach Hankins. Hank Hankins is a legend, man. He's a fairest legend around these legend. parts. Until he went to Xavier. Hey, he did great in Xavier. I yeah, did. But we wanted him, want him in a Bulldog uniform, so we're still a little salty about it. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, it also great to see that Hankins is still playing overseas. That's pretty cool, too. Yeah. Is it Czechoslovakia or something? Or Isn't it Iceland? Uh, no, Peter King, I believe, is in Iceland. I oh, believe you did a he, presentation, like yeah, I the did first the semester. I did the presentation. You should on know this. Come on, man. No, but I believe Deshaun's also Deshaun Thrower's over in uh, Iceland as well. But Crazy. anyway, shout out to our Bulldogs as well for, <laughs> for basically what we're saying. Basically, basically what we're saying. <laughs> Michigan State should win this game over Ohio State. If they don't, we're absolutely wrong and we're frauds. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, it's not going to be anything new. We're usually wrong on a lot of things. Hey, we're not we make predictions, but hey, predictions are predictions. You, know, you make them and you let it happen. Yeah. La- last Big Ten matchup we're going to be covering uh, over for the games over spring break: Iowa Hawkeyes versus the Illinois Fighting Illini. Illinois got the best of Iowa right now, sixty-one percent to thirty-eight point five percent. What do you guys agree on that? That's hmm. uh, that's tough. I mean. Luca Garza is a monster. I know that. Uh, didn't did who was it, Michigan or Michigan State that lost to um, Illinois? One of them did. I forget which Michigan one did. did. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan yeah. did. You're not just bringing that up, right? No, no. <laughs> I, was gonna, I'm just I know no. that Michigan State lost to an I team at some point. So. Yeah. Well, we every Big Ten teams lost a bad game, so 
really it's it's not like it's that Illinois know. though they're on a four game win streak compared Illinois, to Iowa they lost to Purdue and the last one was against Penn State so yeah Brad Underwood just got an extension at Illinois and for good reason he's turned this team into one of the dominant Big Ten teams yeah because going into the season who's talking about Illinois no one. no one. No one. And literally now they're the talk of the conference because they're doing so well. And I remember watching that Michigan game just thinking, man, we're going to lose to Illinois because Illinois is better than us right now because they were just playing better basketball. And it's crazy to think now that Illinois might be in a true shot for a three-seater in the Big Ten tournament, mm-hmm. which could be huge. I mean, obviously they're in Illinois – on their home floor, you have to know Garza's going to probably drop 30. You have to know that because Illinois doesn't have a physical threat. So Illinois got to beat him from the outside, Re- realistically. And, I mean, we've talked about Luca Garza. Like, I made a point that Iowa, on paper, was one of the best teams in the Big Ten. Obviously, they haven't shown that, which, whatever reason it may be, I don't know. But... Like they have so much potential. I don't it's just kind of been a I wouldn't say a downfall of a year, but we had a lot of expectations on this team coming in in the Big 10 and they haven't been as consistent as like they were at the beginning of the year. I mean, losing at Indiana and then at home against Purdue, like I mean, at Michigan State, um that was a reasonable loss cuz playing at Breslin's hard enough, but I mean, they They've not beaten Purdue this year. They've lost to, like, they lost to Nebraska. I have no idea what to say about the Iowa team because they've been so good on paper, but they just don't put it out on the floor, I guess. I mean, you got Wieskamp and McCaffrey, arguably two of the best, like, shooters. You got Luca Garza. Really, what else do you need? Yeah. I mean, Illinois... In Illinois, Illinois. Why can't I talk today? I don't no, you're understand. Good. You're fine. Illinois. They kind of ran through the easiest part of their schedule so far this year. Probably they played Nebraska and Northwestern back to back and won those games rightfully so. But they played Indiana was their last game. No biter. Yeah, sixty-seven to sixty-six. But I think Illinois might be able to pull this one out. Like you said, if they yeah. if they're able if they're able to go outside and utilize that game because if they don't shut down Lou Garza, then yeah, they, it's I don't toast. think they'll have a chance. Yeah. I mean, Illinois has been um, their their star player, uh, Desunmu, Desunmu, what, however you pronounce his name. I apologize. Desunmu. Yeah, yeah. He, he's been very good. I mean, he torched us against or against Michigan, but yeah, they got they got to hit the three ball. That's my point. I mean, you just got to put clamps on Luca Garza there. I mean, you just saw what Tillman did against him, and then we ended up winning the winning the game. So. If you can stop him, you can pretty much stop the Hawkeyes. Yeah. It all starts around Garza, which is kind of funny because he was not the the, the talk of the Big Ten at the beginning of the year, but look where he is. A lot of, lot of Cinderella stories in the Big Ten this year. A lot, of, a lot of new faces up in high places, you know? Definitely. Coming up now, probably my favorite time of the year, it's college baseball season. Yeah, I Indeed. I love college baseball. I love to watch Absolutely. it. Absolutely, there's just something about it. Some it it's just better than pro baseball. I don't know why, but fellas, I'm more excited to see what Michigan has to offer this year. Oh, Last yes. year they went to the national championship. 
Lost to Vanderbilt in the heartbreaker. Uh, man, I almost had it. Right now, they're ranked 16 out of the top 25. What do you guys think Michigan's going to be able to do this year? I mean, it's going to be tough to beat that Vandy team. They have they have a stud in Kumar Rocker. I, I'd, I'd kill a man if the Tigers be able to draft him in two years, honestly. <laughs> and they also have uh, Jack Leiter, son of former pitcher Al Leiter, who's on mm-hmm. MLB Network. And then they have this Austin Martin kid who's in the talk to be like the number one pick overall come June. Yep. That team is loaded. Tigers might be able to pick him up most likely. And then you, possible, have, yeah. then you have like Spencer Torkelson over in AS, uh, Arizona State University. They're walking the bases loaded with him. They're not even pitching to him. He's getting the Bonds treatment. He's an animal. Yeah. When you There's, get when you get walked with the bases loaded, that's, well, they're, they're that's a true sign bases. of respect, man. Or yeah, to, to get it, you know, um, you know what I meant. But you get walked with two guys on, or bases loaded, or whatever. That's a true sign of respect. So he's he's a dynamic player. There's no other way to put it. He's one of the best players in this upcoming draft, and all teams are going to try to get hands on him. And Nick Gonzalez cannot be ignored either. He's playing for New Mexico State. Dude hit five home runs last weekend, I think. He has burst onto the scene to put himself in that conversation for the number one, number one overall top pick. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's there's a lot, a lot of good talent in college baseball this year. Didn't even so, say Emerson, Emerson Hancock, pitching yeah. for TSU or TCU. Mm-hmm. They're saying he's like a Mize-like candidate. He's that good. Yeah, like there's so much. I mean, obviously everyone talked about Kumar Rocker after the World Series, but – I mean, Michigan's got great pitchers too. Like, I it's just so much talent. It's amazing with baseball because we see all these this talent, and you'd want to. You're just like, ah, oh, who's gonna go where? Who's gonna go where? And the funny thing is, like, you never know until draft day because some. I mean, obviously. There's mock drafts and people. Know, well, they have a left field, left field hole, so they're gonna draft this right. guy. But there's just it's almost best player available because there's so much out there. You have to. Like, you can't draft for need. That's yeah. like one of the big things that has come up in the recent years. Got to stop doing that. Yeah. In 2009, I think Tigers had this. Uh, they they call it the great reliever draft, where they just spent all their picks on college relievers. Mm-hmm. I think the only person that came out of that was Ryan Perry. Like yeah, and he was decent. <laughs> exactly. Like what? Wasted what? draft right there. Yeah, it's crazy. But Jeff Criswell, he was a big part of that Michigan team last year. He started off a little shaky. He's had three starts. His ERA is four two. Obviously, you're not gonna be with that worried about it. We're only how many games in, so don't be that worried. But he's pitched 19 innings. He's given up 11 runs. Um, nine of them, I believe, have been earned. But it's it's early. I mean, a lot of these guys are just starting to get in the groove back. But um, Jordan Wangu, he's been fantastic. He's definitely one of the majors, batting 380 right now. Um, he does have a home run, uh, one of the four so far for the Wolverines. But it's just going to be very interesting. I mean, obviously there's a lot there's some different guys in there from last year, but I mean, I'm hitting is I wouldn't say as much as a story cuz Michigan can put runs across. It's pitching I think that's going to be a little bit of the story. Yeah, cuz when you went when we were when we were in the World Series last year and they put in Isaiah Page, I think that's his name, right? Mhm. I believe so. And 
he's a good pitcher. Not like don't. I'm not trying to knock him or anything. But like when he went in, you could. I don't know if he was nervous because wasn't he a freshman? Right, he's a sophomore this year. Uh, I believe so. I I can't remember it, off the top of my head. But it seemed like he was just a little timid. I think that's what. I think it's just going to come down to guys maturing and getting ready for those situations if we want to go back to the championship game. And I think it's just going to, like you said, going to come down to pitching. Because, I mean, we did lose Jordan Brewer. He's in the yep. in the minors now. That's going to be – hopefully we can find someone to replace him because he was a very good asset over during the World Series as well. I mean, he, he was locked down in right field. There was plays where he made catches that were game-changing for a lot of times. And – his presence at the plate as well is just second to none. I mean, it's going to be really tough for us to fill that gap. Yeah, Jordan Brewer was probably the most dynamic player, arguably, on Michigan's roster last year. I mean, it was and it was kind of scary. I can't remember what game it was in the, the tournament, but when he dove for that ball and ended up, like, hurting his wrist, I was a little – or it was something with his wrist or his hand. It was just kind of a little scary. And then I believe it was later he slid into second base and, like, dislocated his thumb and they had to pop it back in. That man was a tough dude, but it, it it's hard to replace him, absolutely. But there's still a lot of talent that can go around that can help this Michigan team go back. Definitely. So It was yeah, it was really interesting to watch the World Series last year, especially as a Big Rapids kid because Jack Weisenberger, who's the son of our AD here, uh, pitched at Big Rapids High School for one season. I got buddies who played with him. It was just really cool to see him, like on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, any anything's possible. Dream big, and you you can hit your mark if you set your mind to it. But <laughs> very, yep. inspira- yeah. very inspirational. Yeah. Uh, I, I wow. Can, my I motivational speaker came out. I'm sorry, not. <laughs> I pre- I'm inspired. I'm no. not gonna oh, drop inspired. out. No. Thank, you. Thank you, but no, we, it's gonna be a fun season. It like. We're we're doing this analysis, but it's super early still. I mean, it's week three. I mean, right now Vanderbilt is arguably the best team, and they're sixth in the rankings. So, who knows? There's still a long way. Who to knows? Go. Yeah. I mean, the one thing Big Ten, the Big Ten is not very deep in baseball right now. I mean, not really. Michigan's are getting better though. They they're getting better, yes. But Michigan's their only ranked team right now, which kind of. Crazy to me. That's like the only place where we kind of lack in yeah. sports. I mean, the SEC is absolutely loaded, so it's hard to compete against them. It's but. T- well, it's tough for us, like teams like us to be good at baseball when we can only prep. With teams down south, like the SEC, you can mm-hmm. practice all year round outside. Yep. Maybe take a month off for winter like because maybe something happens. But when you're up north, I mean, there's times where if you saw like the chip or Central Michigan isn't in the Big Ten, but last year their field – froze over with yep. ice. With, mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was... Mean, that takes away so so many times outside on the dirt, on the grass, where you're forced to go inside, and it's a whole different atmosphere when you're trying to practice inside. It's nothing like practicing on the actual field where you can get the real real in-game hops, real in-game situations when practicing inside. It's just it's just not the same thing. And yeah, you can't, even when true. the snow melts, it's all it's wet. Like, I know the field's here. You spit on the field; can, it's gonna be wet for another can, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's you can ridiculous. you can do your best for irrigate like irrigation and trying to get it so it doesn't so it can drain fast. But like, it still you're probably gonna be off the field for probably about a week and a exactly. half after the there snow could be melts. no snow. Yeah, it could be it could rain, then you're out, you're done. Yeah, like 
uh, the fields we have around here at the local high schools, they're not in the best places. It's built on clay. No, they're yeah, the, they're the best. They're the gross. best. They're the best you'll ever play on. Absolutely not. This is that's an outright just no. Listen, I, as someone who sat the bench, uh, <laughs> they're not the best fields. Believe me. No, it it's pretty bad. I mean, yeah. I mean. The fields are not even in like great places. Like ours is like the the Reed City field is right off the main like road. Like, oh, is that the one with the weird hill in right field? Yeah, we have a small hill in right field and a swamp behind you us. You think of the Astros or something <laughs> with their hill out in center field? These our Pal's hill our is field in is center down, field. Thank you very our field much. Field is downhill <laughs> from the uh, from our irrigation pond. Really? Yeah. Oh dang! Oh, we had to man. put a new. Uh, Our field drains towards second base. Yeah, <laughs> his the yeah, big playing, rapids playing one's at not big, great Playing either. at big rapids, like there's times where we had to, where we had to play at Tri County when big rapids, like after a big rainstorm, because yeah, big rapids high school's irrigation is not. It's the a disaster. We we used to we used to practice out there when it was still wet, and the balls would just be ruined. So our coach. Some th- half of practice with him just taking a fun go and hitting the ball as far into the woods as he could because <laughs> it was useless. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, Ridiculous. But. Oh, man. But anyway, now moving into the professional circuit of baseball. We got our Tigers. Adam, I see you're wearing the sweatshirt. I'm excited. And you are all decked out. Really he's, excited he's rubbing right now. his hands yeah. here. All right, Adam. Get, right enlighten off the us, bat. Enlighten us, Adam. Tell us what you think about the Detroit Tigers so far in spring training. I think it's unlikely that we lose 114 games again. <laughs> That's a fair statement. <laughs> Will we lose 100? That's also possible. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> All right, Spencer Turnbull looks like a stud thus far. I don't think mm-hmm. he's given up a run. Um, Daniel Norris, he's got rocked a little bit his last time out against the Yankees, I think. But um, he's up He's up to 94. Last, last year, he didn't get up until 92 until like August. Yeah. He could be a really good piece for us this year. Former might come back in July. That would be huge. Matt Boy needs to stay consistent. He had 200 strikeouts last year, but it's, if you look at his ERA, it's disgusting. Yeah. It did not look good. Torpedoed his trade value, honestly. He, he was honestly like a strikeout or a home run type of pitcher. Uh, exactly. You're you're either, the three true outcomes type you're thing. Either, you're either going to yak it by him or get yaked over the fence with him. It was just kind of really strange. And then Ivan Nova, he's also there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep, former, <laughs> former Pittsburgh exactly. Pirate. He's there. Um, uh, and then we actually signed some real baseball players this offseason. <laughs> CJ Crone and... Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Scope. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty, yeah, they're going to... Yeah, in a year where the day the ball was juiced beyond like levels oh, that should yeah, be allowed. For sure. Everyone and their mother is hitting the ball out of the park. Our leader was Brandon Dixon with fifteen and we DFA'd him after the season. <laughs> like that's why you that's why we lost hundred and fourteen games. We didn't we had zero talent on the field. We had a bunch of like out out aged veterans just finishing out or the these guys were the Detroit Mudhens. Yeah, we we could, we could call ourselves that. I mean, look at like the ages of our players. It was either like north of like thirty three or twenty four and younger. It was just super strange. If you want to be really depressed, Keith Law just ranked our minor league system nineteenth in the MLB. Nineteenth? Yeah, I, I think, think I, I, I think like we're higher than that. I do. I agree, but I understand. He says our system's top heavy. We have our top four, and um, yeah, you got Mize, fair. Casey Mize, uh, Matt, Matt Manning, Riley Green. Tariq Skubal now. Yep. That guy's going to be a stud. He's going to be Lefty, good. Lefty, pumps 98. My goodness. Yeah, he's going to be Disgusting. But. And Mize's splitter could be a generation-defining pitch. Like, you look at Pedro's changeup, 
that could be my splitter. Dude, it's his that splitter good. is. Ab- I don't want to face his splitter. It is absolutely nasty. He pitches at one o'clock at TV on TV. Today. As a yeah. high school baseball player that I once was, that broke my arm halfway through the season. <laughs> I think I could hit his splitter. <laughs> no, I you don't think so. Not. No, I think, I, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> My goodness, there, there's been. I've seen some pitches on TV, but I can agree with you, Adam. That splitter is probably one of the nastiest ridiculous. pitches I've seen. That thing is ridiculous. But looking at the stats right now in the spring training right now, down in Lakeland, they're doing pretty good. CJ Crone is the home run leader right now. He is. Oh, it's not Riley Green anymore. Nope, it is two. So oh, he's tied then because Riley Green's got two as well. Okay, but technically. CJ Crone is because, you know, it's alphabetical. He's on the team. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, it's alphabetical, but it's... Uh, not, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, Riley Green has played very well. I mean, he's made a he's made a great transition so far. His speed when he uh, when he was drafted, I think it was... Do you know the scouting grading system at all? Uh, a little bit. So basically 80 is like elite level. Like Vlad Jr. is hitting, hitting tools. 80, yeah. 80 grade hitting tools. Yeah. Highest, like, elite, like, all-star level right now. Yeah, his was better than his um, dad, I believe, too. Yeah, like, ridiculous. Um, And then 20's lowest you can go. So league average is right around 50 grade. Mm-hmm. Riley Green's speed was 45 grade, which is below average when he was drafted. Um, I forget, it was either Chris Brown or Brian Zakowski, Tigers, Tigers prospect guy. They clocked him at, like, 4-5 to um first base the other day. He got an infield single. He, uh... I think they're going to change it to 55 grade speed. Yeah. It, he, I mean, that's the one thing I feel like the Tigers need is speed. Because when we get on base, it's great. We get hits. But some of the other teams, like you could say, I, I can't really think of a team that would really make a great example. Because it's kind of like the league has kind of gotten a little slower. It just seems, There's not as much stealing, I should say. but That's but, not anything to do with getting slower. That's, that's the whole analytics, like risk management type thing yeah like, th- yeah that's fair i could i could agree with you on that but it the tigers honestly i could say this for all detroit sports teams the tigers the lions and the the pistons oh my <laughs> oh my gosh that was a good one but um haha <laughs> <laughs> you got the whole squad laughing yeah you got the that was a good one everyone clap at home for that that was really good but thank you it means a lot we need more speed overall like the lions don't have a lot of speed in the secondary and like the Tigers don't have a lot of speed demons in the outfield, where I feel like if we just kind of kept like getting more speed, I feel like which I feel like honestly, I mean I know he's kind of old and everything, but Cameron Maben's not like slow. He's fast. Mm-hmm. He's pretty fast, and he was actually our stolen base leader, I believe, before, couple years ago before I got traded. But Daz Cameron too, he could be up at some Daz point. Daz Cameron's if fast. He, if he, uh, he hits can, this year, if he can figure AAA. out how to hit, dude, he's gonna be real good. I think. Detroit, on an average, for speed in all Detroit sports, our speed quadrupled when Victor Martinez retired. Honestly, he was like, (laughs) he was destroying the grading curve. There was like, I remember going to a game and there was a double play that like shouldn't have been a double play when um they got, I think it was like Rajay Davis or whatever out at second, I think, and then they bobbled the ball, dropped it. And then and still, still got, got Victor Vic- Martinez out at first. <laughs> that sounds about right. Pretty sure my great grandma was faster than he was, and she's dead. So, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> a little man, Adam. <laughs> no, but 
there there's a lot of potential in this team. I'm really liking it. I like the addition of Scope and Crone. I give I think that gives us a lot more depth. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Miguel Cabrera. I mean, it's a true story. I was literally ten feet away from getting his autograph before he went on his plane back to Venezuela. Didn't get it. Still haunts me to this day. But oof. I'm a That's I, a big oof. It it's sad. I don't want to talk about it anymore, but um the the big thing is he's getting older and I really feel like we need to start using him more at DH. And that's he's, not he's that's, full-time DHing cuz yeah. he last year had chronic changes to his knee. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means, I don't want it. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> it sounds really bad. So, he should not be out there running constantly this entire game. He should be DHing. He should kind of go into that Victor Martinez role. I mean, he might come back for first base ever so often. Yeah, sure. Let him like like Crone, in a pinch National League yeah, type thing. Like Crone gets a day off, maybe National League, something like that, yeah. but where we have Crone in there, and we also have guys like um, Brandon Dixon that can play first. Like we have also Nico Goodrum as well, who's our pretty much our utility guy. That can play he's, our, he's starting a shortstop this year. Is he? he is. Yes. Is he's that the official thing? Wow. That's that's the plan. Wow. Uh, that that honestly to me that makes perfect sense. Scope at second, him at short, Candelario at third. I think that works great. But well, I actually didn't know that. We don't know but. at third. Third, Candelario and Dawa Lugo are playing hot potato with a third mm. base position. Nobody mm. wants it. Yeah, they well, are. They're both playing pretty poorly right now. Playing Dude, terrible. Yeah. Not, Honestly, Candelario Cabrera played third. Dude, that was the good yeah, old Prince days. Fielder. Man. That was the good. Then, that was the day. Those were the. Those were the days to be a Detroit fan. I tell man, you. Man, Miggy to Miggy to Prince. What a, what a time it was to be alive. <laughs> no. Listen, when Miggy was better at third than Nick Castellanos, you know you need to improve your defense, Nick. Come on. Man. Yeah, now he's playing right no, field. He's, no, he's, no coincidence no, there. No, he's probably the slowest right fielder in the whole league. I played but. right field in Little League. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, Adam, fellas. That's funny, but we got to – we. Sh- should we should we move on to the next next topic probably? Oh, the the golden topic? The golden the topic. Golden topic. Oh, the one that, absolutely. The one that we are – this is probably my most favorite topic we're ever going to talk about on the show. <laughs> Nothing can ever top this. We were talking about it earlier in the show. This is why we put it in. Who is the best backyard baseball player in the whole game? I mean, Dude, it's not a question. Are you well, okay, kidding let's, me? Let's, let's That's like, not a exclude, question. Exclude Pablo Sanchez. Why? Because he's, he's the he's, undisputed he's, he's goat. undisputed goat. Goat. Pablo Sanchez the secret is, weapon. Pablo Sanchez probably is better than any MLB Hall of Famer. Guaranteed. <laughs> Probably. Honestly, everyone talks about Michael versus stats. LeBron. I, I want to see. What if, about Pablo Sanchez? I want to see if Derek Jeter's a ten out of ten on hitting. Wow. <laughs> okay. Pablo Sanchez. Best you know he's in a but. ten out of ten on fielding. Yeah, but true. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, but Pablo Sanchez, his backwards hat. You gotta love it. Little belly popping out every time he comes up to the plate. Yeah, dude. He was gonna. He's gonna hit a dinger every time. Bro hits bombs. Yeah, absolutely. He smokes him. But um, Dmitry Petrovich. Don't like, even start. Dmitry was the, garbage. What, dude? The nerd with technology. Dmitry was for, garbage. He was like the, he couldn't hit. He's better than any nerd ever that plays baseball. He's the Be only honest. that he's hurts, a, honestly. Wow. Why? Wow. He wow. Just okay. Wow. Okay. But. No, he had he always had his pocket pr- protect or uh, protector. I po- yeah, po- project. No, he had his pens in his pocket, and he was, was he trying to measure the angle of his pocket, Brandon. I wanted to punch his, him in the no, face every dude, time he, he was, picked him, and he, he did calcul- like a math problem. He, he was calculating what he needed to do, and then he just do it. That's no. what he did. No, uh, y'all are sleeping on Lisa Crockett. No, I'm he wasn't back now. Wait, what, is Lisa Crockett the one with the, the girl with the big glasses? Yeah. 
She had power, bro, and she could pitch. That's true. Two way. No. Shohei Otani? Question mark. Pete. Lisa Crockett. <laughs> Shohei Otani. Lisa Crockett. No. For the show right Pete, there. Pete Mad Wheeler. Dog. Pete Wheeler. Greatest, probably second best player in all of backyard baseball. Changed my mind. No, listen. He would get on base anytime. You just had to bunt it, and he'd run to first. Oh, because he was fast. He Is was, that the only base that you're making us on? He was fast as lightning, bro. Hmm. He was so fast. Okay. He that could hit home true, runs though. if he wanted to, but literally, the strap, you just had to bunt it. He'd go down to first. He's a good pitcher. Best, second best, guaranteed, behind Pablo Sanchez. Wow, man. That's crazy, but... Kind of reading into this a little bit, ironically. The fact we're reading into this is kind of crazy, but... The fact that we're going, like, super deep and <laughs> we're looking up, like, articles yeah, about who's this the is, best. This might be the greatest segment we have ever had on the show. But I didn't even notice this, but there was a guy named Nugget in the game. Nugget? Yeah, Mikey Thomas. Oh, I remember. Oh, yeah, the guy that, who ate all the time. Yeah, constantly that picked his nose and everything. I didn't even remember he was in the game, but... Yeah, he's a short little, short kid yeah, with a, every, short black kid with every, the, uh, every time he afro. Did, yeah, every time he didn't score, he's like, I'm telling my mom. <laughs> and then he would, like, run off the field or something. It's just, like, I don't this, even... I didn't even notice this, half uh, these players in the game, this but, article, man. This article said if Kenny Kawaguchi had a motored wheelchair, he'd be the best player in the game. That's fair. Honestly... Kenny Kawaguchi is good. good. Yeah, I love that they put a wheelchaired person in the game. That just makes it that much better. Bro, I had Derek Jeter on my team. Most disappointing major leaguer on that game ever. <laughs> he had, what he about had, A-Rod? No, A-Rod was good. Okay, Derek Jeter had warning track power, and he's at the weight room. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't want it to double have think, a small field for I a reason. I think the best, the best uh, girl character was Jocinda Smith. And you can say yeah, Lisa Crockett, but Jocinda I mean, Smith was just... She, her nickname was the MVP, so... She, I mean, she was good at every game in in the backyard series. Yeah, she was series. like the female version of Pablo Sanchez. Pretty much, yeah. Well, who's better than Pablo Sanchez? That's why I said female version of Pablo <laughs> I know, Sanchez. I know, I was just kidding. She got hit, run, pitch, field. She can do everything. Yeah. Very, very interesting. I still can't believe you said Dmitry Petrovich. Well, I didn't say he was like the best. I just said he was on the game and he was pretty good. I gotta find. I gotta find the. Uh, Find his ratings I gotta, no, and I gotta see find, what it is. I gotta find the game so I can play it again. Oh, dude, definitely. We should. We well, should have a. What is that Keisha Phillips? Yeah, she Keisha had, she had power too. Keisha Phillips. She, Lots of power. She could only. She could pitch and hit. Yeah. She couldn't run though. But, she, no, um, she was so slow. Amir and Ahmed Khan. I love those guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dude. I didn't even notice this, but there's like new characters they started to like the franchise, like Joey McAdoo, like. He was one, Those are like the newer ones, right? Is that yeah. the, well, Jim, new, newer ones yeah, from like Jimmy 2006. Jimmy Knuckles, Arthur Chen, Samantha Jimmy Knuckles, Pierce. that sounds like a gangster. <laughs> hey, I'm playing baseball. The funny no, part, that's, the, that's the one from the Xbox 360. <laughs> I know who it is. I yeah, had that game. Yeah, the funny part is he's actually like characterized as a villain in the game. Which yeah, that, 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 game, that game. Wait, have you guys played for the, the Astros? Have you guys played the one? Okay, wow. Have you, no. have you guys played the Xbox 360 version of it? No, only the Game Boy. I've not. I've actually played the Wii I bought. I got the. My mom bought it for me like when I was like 12. Well, okay. It's basically you have like each of like the main like pl- main players like so you have you have to win each player is like a captain of their team and you have to beat the team to get the players so, like you have like Pablo the two tennis twins I forgot their name Ashley have, and something I yeah think. you have Jimmy or 
Tony Del Vecchio. Why did I say Jimmy? Tony Del Vecchio. You have like all those guys like Dimitri and you have Keisha. And you have to win all those games so that way you can get them to play against Jimmy Knuckles so you have the right to play baseball in the neighborhood again. Jimmy Knuckles. Ridiculous sounding wow. name. That's, That's like, kind of weird. I don't know how I feel about that. It was it, When I bought it, I thought it was going to be like just on the Xbox like like what it was like on the yeah. computer. Like an actually good game. Kind of disappointed how it turned out, not going to lie. Jimmy yeah. Knuckles sounds like he was a character invented like in a country that doesn't speak English. Oh, this is an American sounding name. I don't know. There's there's this it's Japanese like the, uh, like, like the yeah. anime like anime. Character. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Like, Tony Do- Tony Jimmy Del Vecchio. I don't think he wasn't that great of a baseball no, he guy. Was terrible. He was he was great his though sister, in backyard his football. His sister though. was a good pitcher. Angela Angelic- Angelica Angela oh, like, whatever yeah. you want to say, but Angela. I remember yeah. my favorite part about that character was when you clicked on uh, her to say something. She just like. Yeah, I'm two grades smarter than uh, Tony, but my dad won't let me go above because it'll make uh, Tony feel insecure. Wow, <laughs> you, why you gotta roast Tony like that? I'm, that's what I'm just saying. It's just my favorite part of the game. Dude, don't don't you dare just absolutely bash Tony. There he was, was so he's many. The best, he's there the best so tight many end you can have that, in the game of backyard football. This game was ahead of its time. I'm telling you, dude. They should bring it back. That and backyard ba- basketball too. They should bring backyard back- football. I didn't like too much, but backyard basketball. Backyard football was kind of weird. But anyway, like, well, they should bring back two things. They should bring back the Backyard series, and they should bring back the NCAA video games series. Dude. Those are the two they should it bring It blows back. my mind that there was an NCAA football and an NCAA baseball, but not an NCAA basketball. That was always weird to you me. Could, you could, you, I, I remember, like, you could play it a certain way, because I remember, I think the baseball thing had, like, a demo in it where you could play the basketball, I think, I think. I don't know I if don't I know. remember that right. But I I have a I have a distant memory of me playing a video game that was college basketball, but I don't I, I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't I, know. I do remember playing with a, a buddy back like I think this was in two thousand like eleven or ten or whatever. We were at his house playing the, the I believe it was college basketball ten, like just after it came out and I remember Michigan, Michigan State, we'd battle it out or whatever, but that was a good game. That was overall like a fun game. I believe I was uh Blake Griffin was on the cover. Of that I don't one. I don't remember any of the college basketball but, this Dude, weird. that game was fun. It was like you were playing like it wasn't just like you were going to pick your team. You were playing for, like, your school and the players that were on there at that time. But this was, like, they didn't have names for the players. They had, like, they had, like, they had, they had like the C number. like yep. yeah. Center then, number one or like, something. QB and then, like, their number on their jersey. Yeah, but... Dude, uh, mas- mat- the mascot game in football. Mascot though. mascot. Oh, bro. Oh, bro. That was so, that was so I had fun. an NCAA football 2008 on the Wii. I know life that game, honestly. Dude. On the Wii. You, uh, the NCAA 14 on like Xbox and, uh, P- and PS3. I have, I have that game, yeah. They're selling, like a good condition of it is selling for like $85. Bro, 85 wow. to $120. I gotta put some gas in my car. You want a copy of NCAA 14? <laughs> I don't have a PS3 or Yeah, Xbox if you guys are gonna buy it, my old Xbox 360 got the, got the red ring on it or whatever. Like after Red it's Ring like of Death? Old. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a bummer. The Red Ring of Death, man. But is this an esports oh, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> is this Yeah, it's turning into esports, but. but Dude. Yeah, I don't know, but it brings back so many memories. Yeah, dude, video games were fun as a child. We need, we need because they were actually them. fun. They yeah. were like good stuff. Yeah, but I remember going to my local library to play backyard baseball because they had it on the computers. Dang, dude, that's so that's so cool. Honestly, take a my nice... mom would force me to get a book, but I'd stay there for like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, be do one of those things where like she walks by and you'd like hold the book and yeah. then just walk away and you'd start playing again. Yeah, yeah I was a kid with the DS under my pillow. 
Oh man, oh, yeah, my yes, under the pillow, dude. Oh man, All that's right. so fun. I'd just be down in my down in my basement playing a Wii for like two hours, but it was still fun though. Yeah. But anyway, we have one more topic for the day. A little, little bit more serious in, yeah. in regards. As but. you guys were probably aware on the national news, the coronavirus is spreading. And a lot of organizations, sports leagues, all these events such as the Olympics, and even now, well, we're going to get into more, NCAA March Madness is starting to get questions about if this tournament is going to be postponed or whatever's going on due to the coronavirus outbreak that's now reached the United States guys. I don't know what to really like cover on this because obviously like we have no idea if that's there's really, I don't feel like there's that big of a chance that the tournament's going to get like, I know it's happened before. Like, um, in the, I'm just looking at a, uh, article right now, like in the 1800s, they postponed some soccer games due to the smallpox virus. Um, in the sixties, they prevented, uh, some soccer games as well because of polio, um, foot and mouth disease halted uh, Six Nations Rugby Tournament in 2001. I mean, it's happened before, so it could potentially happen. I just don't know how how serious it could potentially yeah. get. Like the a couple years ago as well with the, the golf tournament, I believe, that was over in um, South America when the Zika virus was going on. Yeah. Like that as well. Like some of like the... Uh, some of the top names top, dropped out. Top golfers just were like, no, 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 we're not messing with that, but... I feel like the NCA is going to take into account more of the location than the tournament itself. Like yeah. they're like the games in Sacramento will probably get moved because California and like Oregon and Washington have been the hot spots. Those have gotten at least like thirty plus cases so far mm-hmm. reported. Now, obviously, this the fatality rate is lower than three percent, but it's it's still something you got to consider that there's a lot of these people that are going to be in one place in the arena at the same time. So the possibility of this thing spreading in a big environment like this is going to be a lot larger. Yeah. Plus, you got to take into account, some of these people who get this virus are stupid. Did you hear about the one lady? She, uh, They told her to self-quarantine, stay at her house. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go to this party instead. And now all of her coworkers are have to be quarantined too because she went to this party, didn't listen to her doctor. Yeah, you you gotta listen to the people because they it, they know what they're talking about. Like it seems like a lot of it's just out of ignorance too as well. But yeah, it's just I don't know how the if they're gonna. It would be kind of it would be sad if they postpone this tournament. But at the same and the time, Olympics too, but yeah, and the Olympics. I think the Olympics haven't... has a more serious chance because it's in Japan this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, it's got to be. They've like... talked about postponing it to July. This yeah. better not be run in July. I'm finna go to Europe in July. If this is run in July, I'm gonna be sad. Yeah, I. I hope they don't. I hope if they postpone it, that'll be at least postponing and not canceling it. I think canceling it would be an absolute devastating thing for the Olympics or the tournament right. itself. And the athletes but, as well. I yeah, mean, the athletes have been training stuff. for four years for the Olympics, and then you just cancel well, it. Well, is what, is what the... Um, That'd be terrible. Some of the like, Korean baseball organizations have been doing, and I think the Japanese baseball league as well, they play the game still, but they just don't have any fans there. Yeah, and Italy... I they, were, did, they were talking I, about that for the March Madness, too, not having any fans there. Yeah, and... Like the NBA is now, they're starting to um, hand down like this kind of this policy kind of agreement that fans and players should not be giving high fives anymore, like down on the court or in the stands, which is kind of sad. But there's also in Italy, all the sporting events like in Italy are now starting to be played under empty stadiums. So no fans are allowed, just athletes. And they're they're in there just by themselves, which 
That would kind of stink. Like that kind of t- do, do like remember, a bicycle remember, kick uh, and then nobody. Was it the Orioles one? Yeah, it's not really that... related because of like the riots are going in Baltimore. But like when the oh I yeah, think it was yeah. When the Orioles played against was the Yankees. Yeah, I believe it was the. the I would love to be like Yankees. the only guy in the stadium because you could like talk all was, the snack you, would, you, you want. You could hear all. You could hear what the players were saying. You yeah, could just it was hear pretty so much, much empty, more. dude. It was, that, it was. There was only no one was in the stands. There's people out on the outside by like those gates in yeah, right field. It was. But that, that was no one in the that stands. was a strange game, and that's something we might see. I I, mean, I feel like it would take away so much of the viewership mm-hmm. if they had no fans there. Yeah, but. you see the MLB, they um, some of the teams have pre- prohibited their players from going and signing autographs for fans in spring training. So if they sign the balls in the clubhouse beforehand, and then they just like toss out a couple balls to kids on the field, yeah, so they don't have to have contact with the. Uh, yeah, that's 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 that kind of takes away. Like I I remember. Um, getting like an autograph from, I believe it was, um, oh, I'm drawing Don Kelly. I can't believe I tried the goat. Yeah. Don Kelly. Dude, I, I got the a, greatest utility player in Detroit yeah, Tigers. History. Dude, he was awesome. The greatest person I, yeah, in Detroit I got, history. I was fortunate enough. I got to meet him in person and get an autograph from him. That was like the coolest experience ever. Just talking to him. Cause, and honestly, I remember that more and this might be hard to believe, but I was actually tossed a ball from Justin Verlander when I was seven. Bruh. I remember more of the Don Kelly thing than the um, the Verlander th- because, well, obviously I was younger. But at the same time, like being up close and talking to these guys, it just makes you have that much more connection. It makes it so much cooler of a moment than like, yeah. It makes you, you realize gotta, how much of an effect the game has on people. Yeah, it's it just shows that like, it's just kind of crazy, but I mean, overall, the virus. It a lot of people are comparing it to flu, which obviously like the it, swine flu or whatever. No, no just flu like in general, just, just flu, influenza in general. But I know the the symptoms are just like the flu. Yeah, the flu kills more, like yeah. statistically. Yeah, but the well, yeah, they the flu kills more overall. But right, right. now, the coronavirus is a bigger fatality rate. But that's just because we really haven't gotten like. The, it's only been how long since it's been like introduced, and now it's starting to get tested and stuff. We don't know everything there is to know about it, right? Plus, now. who knows if the Chinese are telling us the actual statistics or not? But yeah, there's a, well, whole, a whole bunch of stuff the, going on. The thing is, is like they put out the fatality rate is like three point four percent, I believe. But that's not like the exact fatality rate because some people might actually have it, and they don't. They don't right. realize it because right. it's so similar to the flu. That's the thing is like. We really don't know, but if you have those symptoms, you just need to just yeah. shut it down. You need to stay home, call a doctor, figure out what's going on because you don't know. And especially that people might not know they have it. They're, they're just, yeah, I got the flu. I mean, I'm going to be okay. And a couple of days later, they're back to their normal lives, even though they might have the virus and they're spreading it literally to everyone they touch. It's like the Spanish flu and the Spanish influenza like 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that knocked out so many people because they didn't really know. But it's just something that we're going to keep watching in the future. Obviously, we hope that all the athletes and all the fans and everything are going to be safe during this time, especially in these bigger environments and atmospheres where the things can spread. But that'll probably be it for the Fellas, day. Fellas, one sec. Before you end it off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I realize. You're cutting me off? I, well, ah! it's a very important reason. Right, fine. What is it? I forgot to do the fact of the day. Oh, my oh, gosh. We geez. forgot. Oh, we and it's true. We did forget last show. We are aware of it. But I, we're going to make it up to you. Joe has two today. 
Oh, so two shoot. today. Joe, Fellas, hit us with Fellas. your Joe's fact of the day. Recently, the fastest knockout in UFC history was recorded when Jorge Masvidal defeated Ben Askren. How fast was that knockout? Thirteen seconds. Seven seconds. Is that your final answer, Brandon? Yes. You sure? Yes. All right. Well then, you sure you don't want to change it, Brandon? Because that's a little bit. That's. I'll give you a hint. It's lower than that. Oh, it is. Yeah. Huh. I guess. I don't know. Ten. The fastest knockout was in five seconds. What? Really? Yeah. What he just ru- did? He just he, run he straight in up, and just he ran. Bow. He ran up and just boom, flying knee, and then he just uh, got knocked out. Yeah, you gotta quit sense. fighting after that, right? Just like, all right, big fight. Let's you, go. At that boom. point, you're just five gotta be like, seconds. Nah, well, that's I feel a, like there would have been more. For me. I would have felt like there would have been more sparring before that. That's why I kind of went with thirteen, but that yeah. makes more sense. Five, because you know some people just get caught off guard. All right. Also, fellas, tennis. tennis. The longest tennis match was played at a Wimbledon tournament, and it was the 70 to 68th fifth set tiebreaker. How long was the match? Seven. I saw the answer. Seven. I can't say. Oh, you saw the answer? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Stop cheating. Stop no. cheating. I, I think I remember learning about this, and I believe it was I like remember seeing seven it hours or something. There's a great mockumentary was with it? Um, uh, Kit Harrington and Andy Samberg where they play for like seven days. It's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I'm going to guess seven hours. I don't know. It was exactly. it was longer than that. 11 hours and five what? minutes. What? 11? Oh my gosh! Can you just crazy. imagine playing a sport for that long? How dude. long with the tea breaks, though? Dude, I don't know. That's it doesn't wh- say, but that's. Can you imagine just waking up at or starting your game at nine p.m. and not getting done till eight? That's ridiculous. That's crazy, dude. That's absolutely. Insane. How do you stay engaged that long? Imagine the person who lost. They just be like, I just yeah. Wasted. Could you imagine that? I just wasted be like, my whole well, day yeah. playing this game. Holy, that's smokes. ridiculous, but. But, yeah, that's going to do it for the show today. Adam, thank you so much for coming on, man. Thanks for having me, It was man. great to have you on the show. More guests is what we need on this show. But, Joe, another good day in the office, buddy. Definitely, definitely. Well, we, yep. will, we will see you guys after spring break. We're going to try to upload this video er. um, while we're out on spring break. So we're going to be back trying to get more schedule or more episodes out to you guys Tuesdays and Thursdays. Remember, we upload at around noon to 12.50 around that, around that point of time. But. Brandon? Yep. Good show. Good Once again, uh, Adam, thanks for coming on. Yep. Thanks for having me on. We'll see you guys in the next episode. See you guys later. <laughs>